Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to the show, Matt. It's good to have you on. Man, I'm thrilled to be here. Let's let's talk shop and help some people out. How about that? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, our our focus here today. Our mission is to prevent stupid in our businesses. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's job number one around here for us. So, <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you, Matt? Um, why don't you let everybody know who you are? Kind of give us a little bit of intro. Where are you at? What do you do? Yeah. Okay. So I'm Matt Davis and I'm the owner of Davis Business Law. We're a small business law firm with branches from Kansas City to Dallas, although I'm trying to hire in Houston right now. So we're, we're expanding. If you're looking for a job in Houston, give me a call. And um, we, we just help ambitious business owners get where they want to go. And that's what we do. We've got 12 lawyers right now. And probably going to hire three more in the next couple, three months. Fabulous. Fabulous. So uh, how did you come up with this concept, this idea of preventing stupid? I love it. It's a catchy title. Um, what, what are we, what's wrapped up in that? Well, it's, it's, it's a smart ass title and, you know, and I'm trying to provoke business owners to think about Here's a tagline for us. How, how to deal with your vulnerabilities so you can capitalize on your opportunities. Okay. Because you're either going to be doing, dealing with your opportunities or dealing with problems. Right. And if you want to go back to the genesis of this way of thinking for me, it goes back to my mom. Okay. My mom was the only woman in her med school class at OU, Oklahoma University, back in the 60s, and then practiced medicine here in our hometown, which is Enid, Oklahoma. I still live here. Everybody's like, why do you still live in Enid? I'm like, because I love the three-minute commute. But, you know, I ultimately thought I was going to be a Washington lawyer, decided I didn't want to be, talking D.C. And I came back here, and I can't tell you how many people said to me, you're your mom saved my life or my wife's life or my mom's life, right? Because my mom was one of the pioneers in breast cancer screening. You know, she was doing that when country wasn't cool back in the mid seventies, got after it and was real serious about it. And, you know, as a professional, my job is to help. And this is really as a legal professional, as a lawyer, Our job is constantly to help our clients deal with their vulnerabilities. So let's pose the question like my mom did, how can we help them get ahead of their problems? How can we help them not have the stupid mistakes happen, but instead deal with them up front in more efficient ways, which by the way is age old wisdom, right? I mean, stitching time saves nine. 
You've heard that. Mm -hmm. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So we love to teach our clients and anybody that'll listen how to do that because, you know, we love seeing people be successful. And by the way, it's not entirely altruistic because, you know, when we have successful clients, guess what? We just make ourselves more work, right? Right. And, and by the way, my attorneys love working with happy clients rather than clients who are constantly stressed out and having problems. So it's kind of become a cornerstone for our business. We do the work of what you would think of as a traditional law firm does, but this is a corner, you know, cornerstone piece of our business. And it's been a great, a great thing for us to do. So there's this age old saying that predictable is preventable, right? And so in the context of preventing stupid, is that is that really the stupid that we're trying to prevent? Are the things that are predictable that as business owners, we should have some sense of awareness that, that are vulnerabilities to us uh, and, and yet we do nothing about? You ask that question better than anybody has ever <laughs> asked me that question. So I'm, yeah, but thank you for teeing me up. Here's the deal. We, you know, in law, we're sort of engaged in this, this concept of foreseeability. Okay, that's that's one of the important legal standards that you'll <clears throat> come across. So predictable, foreseeable, we'll treat those like synonyms. Here's the deal. I think a lot more of the problems are predictable, are foreseeable, if you ask the right questions about what could go wrong. Standard way that businesses deal with the negative aspects of strategic planning is SWOT analysis. Just simple, let's draw an X on the board. One quadrant is your strengths, one's your opportunities, one's your weaknesses, one's your threats. I can't tell you how many times I've been in strategic planning with companies we work for, and that's what they do. Okay, and I'm like, this is rubbish. Mm -hmm. When you're asking about what could go wrong with your business, and the simple question posed is, really two questions, what are our weaknesses? Hmm. What are our threats? Those are stupid questions. Those are lame questions. They're weak questions. They are not probing. They are not insightful questions. Is, is it just that they're not direct enough to, to, to the issue at hand or what is it? Exactly. Yeah. 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 They're just, they're, they're vague questions to the universe. And they're so the brain, you know, the, the foundational level of dealing with your vulnerabilities, you're exactly right, is how do you predict them? How, how do you make them foreseeable? How do you uncover them? And it every business is different, but there are similarities in businesses. And what we identified is there's three types or three sources of almost every business problem that they run into. And we call one catastrophe, <clears throat> which are things that strike you that are outside of your control, Right. You know, it can be, you know, where you and I live, it could be a tornado, right? Um, in Florida, it could be a hurricane. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be a pandemic, right? Now, that was that was a pretty weird one, okay? Yeah. Um, it could be the economy about to tank. You know, I live down in oil country, and we all know that one of the vulnerabilities is the oil price, right? So there's catastrophes, and the way you deal with catastrophes in... And this is just the first level of the analysis. 
the way you deal with your catastrophes is, of course, you got to brainstorm them and you got to pick apart your business. We'll get to that. And you either then either prepare for them or you prevent them. Now, that's that's source of problems. Number one source of problems. Number two is what are you ignorant about? And I use the word ignorant because I want to provoke people. I want to go, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're a dumbass about this, okay? <laughs> the thing about growing a business is we are constantly learning something if you're growing. Mm-hmm. And I love Harvey McKay's line from Swim with the Sharks Without Getting Eaten Alive. I can't believe how stupid I was two weeks ago. And I kind of think if you're running a business and you aren't comfortable with that, you're not doing it right, but it, it pays to constantly ask yourself, what don't I know? What are the skill sets that I do not have or my team doesn't have to make us successful, to get us where we want to go? Okay. And again, we're going to unpack with some further detail on how to do that. So that's, that's the ignorance column in what we call the business immune system report. And the, the key to ignorance is education, right? And when you and I were kids, we used to have to go look at the library, right? <laughs> right. And that's pretty mm-hmm. painful. I actually went out, I was doing some research uh, about something that happened when I was a kid about one of the neighborhood kids that died in 1981. I had to go to the library and get out the microfilm the oh, other wow. day. I was like, I've, I've yeah, forgotten all, like that. What that's even a, like that big, mach- the big machine that almost looks like a microscope you have to look through. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was kind of fun. I, I was, ta- I was doing it. I was talking with a friend of mine about doing this and I was taking action shots, you know, videos of the, the microfilm machine. Okay. So that was two. Number three is ineptitude. Okay. Again, what we're talking about are the sources of your vulnerabilities and ineptitude is where you know what you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing it. So those are habits that you need to have or habits that you need to, or that you need to stop mainly. And you're going to see ineptitude come up more with more mature companies and ignorance more in startups because your learning curves are steeper when you're starting up. Sure. I suppose the longer that you ignore something that's in the ignorance column, it just eventually moves into the ineptitude column, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some, I think there's some gray area between those two, but and what we're trying to do is set up a really <clears throat> powerful brainstorming session that systematically makes you pick apart your business and go, oh yeah, these are vulnerabilities that we need to deal with so that we're not going to make unforced errors. So that's the three columns. Okay. So let me, let me recap those here real quick, if I can, just to make sure our listeners got all three. So we have catastrophe, ignorance, and ineptitude. Um, what I want to, what I want to do real quick, I know this is where you're going, Matt, as well is is to unpack these a little bit further and talk about how you draw these things out with people and what maybe some of those common things are. Let's go ahead and take a quick break first, and then we'll come back and we'll dive into those things. Hey, it's break time real quick. Are you interested in being a guest on the Copper Newer Path podcast? 
Or do you know someone else who would be a good guest on the show? I'm always looking for copperneurs who can share stories of their own copperneurial journey, regardless of how early you are in that journey or how far along you are. I'm also looking for guests who don't necessarily have a law enforcement background, but can offer expert business and marketing advice. So if you would like to suggest a guest or see about being featured yourself on an upcoming episode, please go to cpp.fm forward slash guest and fill out the quick five question form. Again, that's charlespaulpaul.frankmary forward slash guest and fill out the quick five question form. Okay, I'm back here with Matt. Matt, we were talking about catastrophe, ignorance, and ineptitude, and the the process that you use to war game those things essentially um, with your clients to help them draw out what sort of vulnerabilities they may have that they're not paying attention to or not aware of. So, um, what is what does that look like? We start with the, now the art of preventing stupids about the business immune system report which is one of the two tools we'll, we use to do that. And it looks at your business from a systemic basis. So number one, we look at the management. So we ask in succession, what catastrophes could hit the management? What is the management ignorant about? You know, what are we? Because it's, it's, a, it's a brainstorming session with your management team usually. Sometimes it's just the boss. And what are we being inept about? Okay. And, you know, I was in a a session here a year ago with client and their partners and that run a a nice big company. And I looked at one of them. I said, you weigh 450 pounds. You're a freaking walking heart attack. And you're the one with the licenses that this company needs. You're a walking vulnerability to this company. What the hell are you thinking? Right. Right? Seriously. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a risk to the company for sure. Well, yeah, particular, and you know his partner needed to hear that too. Yeah. The next line we deal with is, what about your employees? So you know, I was stumbled on some stuff a few years ago, right? And we we were a small firm. I mean, we were down to three attorneys at one point, and um, this was six years ago or so, and. Um, you know, it was a real concern to me if, if we lost our, our one really good attorney and, you know, that, that was a huge vulnerability to me. Yeah. Your people are your greatest asset for sure. Yeah. Well, now conversely, the other attorney we had, we realized was really kind of a dumbass. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, that was, and we got rid of him real quickly once we really broke it down because we said, you know. He's a liability and we're having to double watch everything he does um, because he, you know, he was just cocky and, and wouldn't listen and wouldn't learn. And, you know, that goes in the ignorance column because, you know, when you've got team members that don't know what they're doing, um, you know, they've got to go. And, and you know, and, and maybe in a more pleasant way, I was with one of the oil field service companies going through this analysis and we were talking about the fact that they, they couldn't get all their work done and they were working 80 hours a week. And I said, your guy's problem is you don't know how to recruit. 
It's that simple. You are completely ignorant about how to recruit. And they said, you're right. So, you know, that was front and center. And when we eventually got to the prioritization stage of the process, that was number one priority. We came back six months or a quarter later, three months later, and they were all fat and cocky and telling me about how they figured that out. And they did a great job with it. Mm -hmm. I said, great. Now, how are we going to talk about training these new guys? And they said, okay, uncle, would you leave us alone for a while? Then we talk about production. How are you getting your production done? And again, it's the same three questions. Where are we ignorant in production? Where are we, or where are we, what catastrophes can hit our production? What ignorance or what ineptitude? We look at production. We look at your facilities. We call it plant. We look at, you know, same questions about your marketing and same questions about your sales. So, you know, we're a heavy digital marketing firm. And in one of our catastrophes is always what happens if something goes wrong on the Google with our marketing. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we had our Tulsa page just turn off in January and our leads in Tulsa went down by 75%. Yeah. That's a big hit. <laughs> that's yeah, no small thing. And, uh, no. And so, you know, on one hand, that's a catastrophe. Okay. But, you know, on the other hand, now that I'm more aware of it, that, yeah, something can happen. And, you know, maybe I should have been, um, you know, now it's in the ineptitude column and we routinely check, you know, if it was going to happen again, have built a process to routinely check, routinely audit our web presence and make sure that it's solid, that it's copacetic. And, and that makes a difference. So what we get out of the business immune system report, and then by the way, we have the strong protected business report. It's very similar, except it's more subjective looking at things like what's your competition doing? What's the market doing? What is our, what are our, what are our friends in the government doing or about to do to us? Oh, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic in and of itself, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, particularly for small business right now, because, uh, you know, um, you know, imagine when they have 86,000 new IRS agents, who do you think they're coming to breathe down the mm -hmm. neck of? And it's the small business owners of America, because, you know, we're, we're the sitting targets for them, because, you know we do not have the political support that the big guys do. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. And that's, that's kind of a foreseeable problem right now. Well, ultimately what we do with that process is you end up with you know, a, a bullet list of these are the vulnerabilities that we need to deal with. And then we can take it and put it in what we call the strong protected business plan. And that focuses on three things. Number one, the easy list, just get the easy list done because it's easy. And um, because then you have some momentum, we end up with some rocks, which is a Stephen Covey term of these are the projects that we need to do. And, and then three, we talk about habits because every business runs on habits, just like a good life. They run on habits and you know, it's habits you need to implement or habits you need to stop. And what we've really developed is a process 
that supports strategic planning by making the business, as we say, a strong protected business because you've dealt with the vulnerabilities. Now, yeah, you're going to have some problems along the way, but your number of unforced errors is going to go down because you've done a, a robust is maybe the right word way of looking at the weaknesses, looking at the threats because you've done it in a systemic way asking smart incisive questions so don't you think that one of those those good habits as a business owner is the habit of being aware and constantly thinking about what sort of things could land you in jeopardy right because and here's here's where i'm drawing this correlation from so in my law enforcement career i was taught very early on in fact i think it was my phase 1 fto my field training officer He said to me, he said, listen, Adam, you are never going to get the opportunity to encounter every single scenario that can happen out here in the training environment. It's just not possible. We're going to be able to train for a very small percentage of what can possibly happen out here. The best way to be prepared for those other inevitabilities that, that are going to or may occur is when you're driving around and you're not on your way, you're, you're not, you're not busy doing something else. You're driving around on your way to a call or, or, or just, you know, patrolling. Think about possible scenarios, right? What is the scenario that could happen? And then walk through in your mind, how are you going to respond to that? Work your way through a solution to it. And by doing that, you are actually creating a form of muscle memory so that when that incident does in fact occur, you have something in your brain, a file to go back to and pull out and be like, okay, I've never been there, done that before, but I did in my mind. And now I remember how I worked that to a successful resolution. And I feel like so much of this as a business owner is very similar to that. It's about thinking about the every possibility that could happen. And that in this case, what sort of what sort of thing can I put in place as a mitigation to that that possibility? You, you are exactly right. And the, the strength and the power of using either the business immune system report or the strong protected business report, both of which are up on our website at the resources tab. Um, and of course, you can get the book about the, the first one um, is it. It makes you think through those categories of what could go yeah. wrong. It, it takes you down the fun. You know, it, it's a funnel of going, here's, what, here's the questions I need to ask. I'm driving around and I need to think about this. this it's, a, it's a guide. It's a crutch. It's a tool to go, okay, here's where I need to focus. And let's get at least me as the leader and probably my team focused on this using our brain power to ask that question, what can go wrong? And then you build the muscle or you head it off at the pass. And, you know, the businesses that do that, they're the ones that dominate the playing field. Absolutely. Because they're not making the stupid mistakes. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me speak to you, the audience member here real quick for a second, because you've heard me on this podcast before 
talk about the curse of knowledge in business, right? As business owners, we all suffer from this curse of knowledge. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not an exclusive thing. It's, it's inclusive. Every single one of us suffers from the curse of knowledge. Now, the way you've heard me apply this before is by saying, relating it to marketing that, uh, we have so much blood, sweat, and tears into our business that it's hard for us to put aside the things that we think are important, even if we recognize and can be, um, uh, convinced that that's, that thing is not important to our potential customer. The curse of knowledge, I feel like applies very significantly here as well. You have so much blood, sweat, and tears into your business that we almost subconsciously want to ignore the possibility of things happening that could put us into a liable state in our, in our business but you're doing yourself a disservice with that curse of knowledge. And that's exactly why I've encouraged you on this podcast. The way to overcome that curse of knowledge in your marketing is what? Hire a marketing consultant. The way to overcome that curse of knowledge here today is exactly what Matt has offered you here with his uh, two free reports that you can go do on his website right now, the Business Immune System Report and the Strong Protected Business Report. So I would highly encourage you guys to go check those out. I'll put the links in the episode notes for this episode so you can find it easily. Uh, but do go check that out and uh, and and take take Matt's advice here to heart. Preach it, brother Adam. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's it's uh, the the curse of knowledge is real, my friend. Every single one of us has it as business owners, and you know, I'm I'm a marketing strategist, but yet I still hire uh, a business coach that that guides me through uh, my curse of knowledge. So it's a uh, it's not something that any of us uh, get to bypass. Yeah, and this you know what we're talking about is really powerful in with with business coaches. We have numerous business coaches that have adopted our methodology and dovetail it into their strategic planning. And my business coach gave us a compliment once and said, look, you guys just don't make a lot of stupid mistakes. You don't make the unforced errors. And that's why you know, you're on the Inc. 5000 list, which doesn't happen with law firms, you know? Awesome. Matt, any uh, closing thoughts you have for us before we go? No, just everybody feel free to reach out to me. My email's M Davis, just my initial at davisbusinesslaw.com. We uh, like to love to help people and you know, we're limited by our friends at the bar associations with what we can do. But if we can help you out, we'd love to. And our website's davisbusinesslaw.com. All right. Thank you, Matt, for being here. And of course, uh, go check out Matt's book as well, The Art of Preventing Stupid. And, uh, and we will drop a link for that in the episode notes too. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.